Because otherwise, when I try to think of gay songs, all I can think of is getting by Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and that's not accurate here. Back to Manga in Your Ears. My name is Corey. Helen and April are with me. Everybody. Hi! I haven't been blooded out yet. Hopefully not. <laughs> uh, the song you heard at the top was uh, by AW called uh, Who We Are. We, again, struggled to figure out what song to pick, and eventually just landed on a queer artist AW is non-binary uh we haven't talked about manga in like one minute and that's what we should do uh we're gonna talk about (laughs) part of thomas uh in this episode for the first part and then the second part we'll talk about go for it nakamura continuing our uh pride month that was after pride month um but first is heart of thomas uh it was originally published by Shogakukan in 1974. It was released by Fancy Graphics uh, over in the U.S. much later than that. Remember when Fancy Graphics used to put out manga, guys? I do. Still I'm still mad about Wandering Sun, so... It's just, like, ones that nobody knows about. <laughs> Which, coming from us, is yeah. saying something. Um, so, Heart of Thomas is about... Uh, second... Uh, uh, all boys boarding school in Germany in like the 50s or 60s. Uh, I don't think it really says exactly when it's set, but uh, it got, I got the impression that, that it was like post-war, but not like immediately post-war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, the main character is uh, Thomas Werner. No, no, it's not. It is. Uh, <laughs> yes. No, he's dead. <laughs> The main character is uh, it's translated as Julie J U L I um, in in the manga, but it was also translated as Yuri at least once in the manga. So uh, there's some textbook fanographic inconsistencies. But it's about that guy who seems to have loved Thomas but pushed him away. Uh, to his apparent suicide, but everyone is categorizing it as an accident, and then it is about this new kid called Eric, who has moved into the school, and he is, has a striking resemblance to Thomas, besides like the hair color and the eye color, I believe, uh, and everyone is just fascinated by this because they believe that Thomas has come back to life with new hair and eyes, I guess. Um, it's just about like the these kids trying to uh, cope with the death of Thomas and deal with their own uh, adolescence and growing into like younger teens um, and also dealing with the the emotions they have for each other because uh, you know Eric is growing some emotions for Julie. Julie had these uh, feelings for Thomas. Thomas obviously had strong enough feelings to maybe kill himself. 
But it is a very complex manga uh, that is just kind of hard to parse and do a couple sentences as an introduction. And uh, also, like, I don't think any of us finished finished it all the way through, correct? I oh, did okay. actually. I, I finished. I finished it last night. It is a it's a ride from beginning to end. All mm-hmm. five hundred pages yeah. of it. <laughs> so yeah, fan graphics only of us. Yeah, I've been really bogged down of Otakon stuff, so I did not finish it. I just procrastinated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fanographics Omnibus be three volumes in Japanese and to a very nice hardcover edition in English. Uh, but what do you all think of Heart of Thomas or the parts that you read of it? My first thought was, well, this takes the kill your gaze trope to a new level by just killing off the kid at the very beginning of the story. <laughs> which I knew was the plot of the story since I've seen people talk about this manga before and how it's both a seminal and problematic work, which I think describes a lot of stories about queer people pre-AIDS crisis, probably. Mm. But yeah, I did like what I read of it, and it's really pretty. It's just a lot. It's a lot of drama, constantly. It, it is The story is turned to 11 at all times when it comes to melodrama. There is no yeah, break. There are... There are a lot of feelings flying around in this manga. Everybody seems to have feelings for everybody, and I don't uh, at least for me personally, I don't remember my analysts being quite like that. Uh, but there, there, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot going on in here. Uh, for some series, a, a death is like a, a large part or maybe the emotional height of it. And the death in the beginning is literally just the beginning of a lot of other things. Uh, there's, God, it, like Corey said, it's hard to sum up and just... Um, a sentence or two, which is why I let him introduce this series and not myself. Mm. Um, I, I mean, it's, there's adoption, there's missing parents, there's dead parents. There, it just runs the whole gamut in like 500 pages. Um, but it keeps it interesting. I mean, it wasn't a boring read. <laughs> yeah, like only only talking about the uh, the interactions between the kids and the school. That really cuts it about half short because each of them have their own uh, parental issues I think, or at least each of the main characters have some parental issues that they they work through throughout the course of the series like Eric, the transfer student uh, is like literally in love with his mom, he calls her Marie he wears an engagement ring to her uh, and he has a lot of like pinked up uh, insecurities and anger about the fact that she just kind of slept around with some guys, and then the one of the other characters, Oscar, uh, is uh, or his gag like ran away. I forget the uh, <laughs> circum- the specific circumstances around it, uh, but you eventually learn uh, a twist about his gag that's like, well, he got a lot to work through eventually. <laughs> I think uh, I think the majority of the kids have a lot to work through. I mean, the the main character spends the majority of his time um, being compared to somebody else, so that sort of that's going to bring its own issues. And then I don't know how far you all got into, and I don't want to give a whole bunch away. But then there's the issue of uh, Thomas's family because they don't completely disappear. Like I said, I don't want to completely give that away. But Thomas's fam Thomas's family 
does eventually come up in the series, and that's a whole—that's a whole other twist, and it just keeps going. <laughs> the series just keeps going. So. I at least have not gotten to Thomas's family yet, but I am on page three hundred and forty-two. Oh, you're gonna get there. <laughs> this kind of reminds me how there's been a number of shoujo series we've talked about in this podcast where it's just been a lot. I feel like it's always the shoujo series too that just hit you with. So many different things all at once. <laughs> yeah, we haven't really gotten into the uh, heavier shonen, really. Like, there's no <laughs> Full Metal Alchemist or anything yet. Full Metal Alchemist was less melodramatic uh, yeah, than this, but, though. You know, they they have their own set of uh, impactful emotions. I don't know how, like how I don't. It's it's a hard series to even like talk about because there's not a particular thread that we can just talk about because it seems like all the characters are sort of. Um, involved with each other in one way or another or have feelings for each other in one way or another and it just sort of all runs together in in a lot of different ways Um, but I don't know that I was particularly surprised by the way the series ended it ended some of the twists at the end are kind of what I expected Uh, maybe just because of the subject matter it was a bunch of kids and obviously people some of the kids had some sort of trauma going on so I know that y'all hadn't gotten to the ending and I don't want to spoil it um, but I didn't find it particularly surprising uh, when they talk about what some of the characters have been through or, or why they've acted that way through the entire series I'm like ah this is about what I'd expect uh, for this particular subject ma- matter but it's just getting there to the end that's that's a lot um, I can certainly see why they uh, put this in one big omnibus because I don't know that you could divide this into into three volumes. It's it is kind of good to sit down and take it all in one or two uh, large chunks, which is what I did for this one. Yeah, and I suppose none of us were were ever closeted thirteen ish year old boys, uh, so perhaps we're not the target audience of it. But uh, it was also written yeah. as like I don't know. I don't think gay thirteen year old boys are the target audience of this book. Either. Like they might be the subject matter. But I don't think they were the target audience. That's, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, because this fair. is uh, categorized as a shoujo under Shonen and I. So, uh... Yeah, this was kind of in, like... I think this was around the period where Shonen and I wasn't its own category yet, so a lot of stuff just sort of fell under shoujo. Yeah. Not that categories are resolute and empirical anyway, so as the person who's about to do a panel on Shonen manga <laughs> to look on, so... We should mention that uh, this is done by... Mokohagio, who is part of the Year 24 group, or Year 49 group. Uh, 24 for Showa 24, I believe, and 49 for just 1949. Um, they're all born in or around that year. They're just like very... a group of very visionary women who just started writing manga and were very influential in it. Uh, Hagio and Keiko Takamura, uh, a couple others that I can't think of off the top of my head are part of this. Um, but they're really, like, some of the founding mothers of, uh, shoujo. Yeah, since I think that was right around the period where some publishers in Japan went, wait a minute, I bet we can sell even more comics to girls if we have women write the comics for girls. So, you know, the complete opposite of what the American comic market has done. And so, since it was still kind of early on in what we think of as kind of, like, modern manga distribution. I know that manga did exist, like, before World War II and all that jazz, but it just wasn't nearly as big a phenomenon, it sounds like, from everything I've read. But this sort of shaped what shoujo would become, like, so many tropes that you still see today, like, like, April was mentioning, like, the sudden 
you know, tragic death. Like, we've definitely seen that in some other titles we've talked about on this podcast before. So, Well, I think even the, the fact that they're in a uh, single-sex school um, and just all of the emotions and the boys having a particular other boy that they look up to or, or the boy that they look up to sort of rotates or changes and everybody sort of gossips about who that boy is. I've definitely seen that, you know, in later series after this one. Not saying that that's necessarily started here, um, but I've definitely seen that throughout the years. I mean, that trope specifically reminds me a lot of Yuri manga that we see mm. these days. You know, you've mm-hmm. got all these characters of the same gender and they're living in the school dorms and, you know, they develop feelings. And whether the reader wishes to interpret it as, oh, they're developing feelings for their classmates because there's no one of the opposite sex around or because they're actually gay, you know, is up to the reader's discretion. Yeah, it definitely reminds me of that. Mm-hmm. I think these boys are a bit bitch here. Only a little. <laughs> well, is that all we, that we have to say about uh, Heart of Thomas? Does anyone have any closing thoughts for this section? I'm definitely going to finish it. I'm definitely going to finish it at some point. I just have not had the time to d- dive that headfirst into what 500 pages of melodrama. And it's a really nice release from Fantagraphics as well. Like, I might still be mad that they never put out All of Wandering Sun. But this is another really <laughs> nice hardbound volume, extra big pages, so you can really appreciate the art. And I find the art fairly pretty, although some of the characters are looking a little too similar. Like, not just the fact that Thomas and Eric look alike, so we'll see how confused I get when I finish reading this. <laughs> yeah, I did struggle a little uh, differentiating some characters, uh, especially since like some of the differences are just like, this one has black hair, this one has blonde hair. Well, and in some of the scenes, like when they're shocked or whatever else, like they just sort of are, their hair like just becomes white. So then I'm sort of like, who's who? I can't, you know, sometimes it'll be like a really pivotal scene, but the color is taken away because they're shocked. I'm like, I don't, I don't know who this is. So (laughs) I definitely had uh, some of that issue too. But I think it's just one of those series, like as much as we talk about it, um, You can't really talk about a lot of it without giving large chunks away just because there are so many twists. So I think it's one of those that you just have to take a chance on just because um, just because of it's just because it was a classic. Um, I think it's just one you have to kind of pick it up one day and sit down and really dive into it and see what it is. Uh, Listening to us, I think, gives you a bit of a sense of it, but we can't give things away. So uh, I would I would say pick it up and just kind of thumb through it and see see what you think. I, I agree with all that, and uh, I do hear that Heart of Thomas is either going out of pranks, already out of pranks, or like near near that stage. So if you are interested in it, probably try to grab it soon. Uh, I'm not sure what like the secondhand market is, but if it's anything like the secondhand market. I got mine secondhand um, below yeah. MSRP, okay. so for the moment, yeah. as a recording, it's still fine. Yeah, I mean, if it gets anything like the Wandering Sun volumes, in which some of them are like $70, $80, then probably... Oh no! Wow. Yeah, probably getting to that sooner than later. Uh, but for now, we will close this section out, and uh, we will be back to talk about Go for It, Nakamura. No, I know, I know it's careless. Whisper in my ear the words I wanna hear, darling. I know, I know, I know you want this.
Welcome back, everyone. And now to continue our um, gay-themed episode of Manga in Your Ears, we're going to be talking about the one-shot that came out from Seven Seas recently, Go For It Nakamura, which was created by someone who goes under the pen name of Sunde. And Go For It Nakamura has this really retro art style, but it's not retro at all. It's a very recent manga. And the basic premise of it is that you have this high school boy named Nakamura. He likes octopuses. He's very gay. Just The story just flat out says he's gay. There, there's no guessing. You just know he's gay. And he, like many a gay boy be- in manga before him, has fallen for one of his classmates who he's never even talked to. He has this huge unrequited crush on his classmate Hirose. And so Nakamura is trying to, like, talk to him. You know, he's trying to, like, gear himself up. He's like, yes, I've listened to these conversations with his friends. I can talk to him now. Oh, no, I can't actually talk to him. I can't find the motivation to do that. And so this little one-shot covers several comedic moments in Nakamura's life as he attempts to talk to his crush and does eventually succeed in talking to his crush and as he starts to grow closer as a friend and make other friends in the class. Uh, I thought this was absolutely adorable. What about you guys? Um, First, is it a one-shot? Because I loved it. And now I'm looking at the volume and I don't see a one on it. I totally thought it was like a series. Is it a one-shot? As far as I know, yeah, I think... The manga uh, even says in the back, like, that they're not opposed to drawing more, but there aren't any plans for it. Oh, well, <laughs> I really liked it. Uh, I'm with Helen. I thought it was really, really cute. It's a it's a really, really cute series just about um, somebody having a crush on somebody else and trying to work up uh, the courage to talk to them or get to know them or... Uh, sort of wondering, you know, am I good enough for them? Will they like me? Can we even be friends? Will they have other friends, etc.? I thought it was really cute, but now I'm trying to disappoint uh, to process my disappointment that it's a, a one-shot, because I totally thought, oh, I'll have to get online and look and see when the second volume is, and there isn't one. So, <laughs> that's where I'm at now. <laughs> yeah, I believe uh, he mentioned it. this was just like a fill-in for another manga, that was uh, late or not going to be in in time for deadline. So it ended up just being in a magazine or something. And I guess it was uh, this book was put together in 2014, two years after the chapter 11, the last chapter was put together or was published in whatever magazine. Uh, so yeah, I I also didn't see a number, so I assumed it was a one shot. Yeah. But then reading it, it was like, well, there's got to be more, right? Uh, <laughs> Since you would assume the go for it part means go for it, date your crush, yeah. Nakamura. <laughs> yeah, and like the what ended up happening in the end was like relatively tame considering what I assumed would happen eventually. Um, well, Nakamura is kind of a pure yeah. boy, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I did really enjoy this. It was pretty cute. Um, I'm glad. I don't know if I'm that necessarily glad, but I, I did enjoy that it was like a, not a coming out story, because they just straight up say that he's gay, but it's a, uh, mm. it's like a regular person crushing on another person's story, just this person happens to be gay. Um, yeah, like it's on page yeah. two, it's like, this boy <laughs> is Nakamura, he's timid, and he has a crush yeah. on his classmate. <laughs> and like, there's a lot of, uh, funny antics like he's reading uh boys love to try and figure out how dating works between boys and it's just like he he hears from the teacher that's 
kind of snooping on the manga since it was confiscated that this isn't how it works, but he keeps reading it because he was sucked into the story of it. <laughs> so he's no longer reading it for educational purposes. He's merely reading it for entertainment purposes. But I couldn't tell when the teacher said, oh, the person will get a really warped idea because this is just two boys. I couldn't tell if the teacher thought that gay people didn't exist or if he thought that, like, the relationships in the manga Nakamura's reading were bad. I wasn't quite sure. I don't know if it's any clearer in the original Japanese. Because <laughs> Nakamura doesn't seem really pissed off by it, but he does seem like a little yeah. sheepish, especially after one of his classmates found it lying around and he couldn't bring himself to say, oh yeah, that's mine. So the entire class knows that someone in their class reads weird BL manga. Yeah, the exact quote in here from the teacher is they're going to be or they're going to get really warped ideas about romance and this is all they read and that's in the bubble and then like a little side thing off of the bubble is like they're both boys after all so you don't know if yeah. homophobic mm. or uh, him just being like this is not how it works boys love it would be like this <laughs> <laughs> yeah otherwise the story didn't really feel that homophobic to me I mean especially since it's just open like yep Nakamura is gay he's a timid yeah. gay man there's nothing wrong with this he likes octopus Octopi, so he's a little weird, but <laughs> Nakamura is honestly more than a little weird, but that's what makes him so yeah. endearing. He's just a bit of a weirdo, but a harmless weirdo. He just is wants he, to be friends with his crush. Is he super weird? I just got the sense that he was awkward. I don't know if that just means I'm awkward or super weird, but I just, I don't know. He just struck me as just awkward, not, not incredibly weird. <laughs> I mean, the two of them overlap. It's like when you're standing in a corner trying to talk to someone, you're both awkward and you look like you're being a weirdo. <laughs> I'll have to keep that in mind. <laughs> oh, no. He also has a pet octopus. Uh, a, but he's also totally okay with, like, cutting up octopi to eat, which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah, that was a little contradictory. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if the manga caught thought that one entirely Maybe through. Because they're so delicious. <laughs> oh, that's twisted. But yeah, yeah, you mentioned the manga being, like, a fill-in. I don't know if it was a fill-in for the whole time or not, but in the author's note in the back, I think they said that this whole regular size volume took two years to be fully serialized and you can tell if you look at the art on like the first page and the last page like the first page definitely looks something more like out of the early 90s but if you look at the last page is um the line work and the inking is a lot lighter it reminds me a lot more of the art style that developed around like the early 2000s and manga more so it's not a, a really big shift you're still gonna know who all the characters are by the end but I was looking at those and I was like, oh yeah, that, there's a real difference in art styles. I can't believe I didn't notice that when I was reading. Yeah, I guess it feels kind of gradual as you as you read each chapter individually. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of nice to have a bit of a different art style since Nakamura, he doesn't have like a full pompadour going on by any extension, but it does look a bit more 90s. It was nice to have that kind of change of pace since we all read a lot of manga, but a lot, even though there's a lot of manga out there, a lot of them seem to have really similar art styles too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there is also the uh, the friend the girl friend in the class uh, that is friend that is a girl uh, who like draws <laughs> fantasy scenes for him <laughs> and like this is just so <laughs> absurd and funny. <laughs> There's a total misunderstanding there, and it's yeah. great. But so there, uh, I I did really enjoy the the manga overall. It was it was just like these those kind of unexpected moments of comedy. Uh, basically throughout it, uh, besides being, you know, a cute, uh, unrequited love story. Yeah, like, when I was in high school, my friends and I, we were just, we were kind of weird, we knew it at the time, but we were just kind of weird. And so whenever I see a story of high school characters, and they all seem, like, 
kind of well-balanced and not weird. I'm always like, that's not what high schoolers are like. So I, I, I like stories that understand that high schoolers are just kind of off sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you've got uh, some of the standard stuff like the cultural festival and the field trip and all of that. But I think just because the two characters were who they were, it was just it was cute the whole time. I mean, Nakamura tries so hard. So it's just <laughs> I just I just thought it was cute. <laughs> I did also really like the play chapter a lot. Like I, I could see where oh. the story was going and that just made it even funnier to read. <laughs> And also Nakamura gets so confused. He's like, oh, I see Hiroshi's sister, but she has the same face. I'm sort of attracted to her as well. Like, I'm pretty sure he actually questions, like, in there, like, am I actually fine? It's like, whoa, a manga that acknowledges bi people yeah. exist. Yeah, that was probably one of the one of the one of the better jokes in the series was was that particular chapter. Yeah, so I guess this might just be a shorter podcast episode from us this time since Gopher Nakamura is currently complete in only one volume. If there's another volume, you will hear from us. And I, I feel like I've summed up my feelings on it pretty well. Do you guys have anything you want to add? I'm very sad that there's not a second volume. <laughs> I just finished it today on my lunch. I'm like, great, I'll go on Amazon and I'll check and see when the second one comes out. <laughs> I had like no idea until right now, like live on the podcast, everybody, that there wasn't another one. <laughs> so I'm still trying to get through that. So uh, obviously I would recommend it to people just based on that. I mean, it is uh, really cute. Uh, he's a pretty, Nakamura that is, uh, is a pretty, uh, I don't, uh, what's the word I want to use? I don't want to say innocent, but he just, there's just something very, I don't know, maybe earnest about him and just trying to get to know um, the person that he likes. Um, I guess maybe I'll have to agree with Helen a little bit that he, maybe he's a little weird. Maybe we're all a little weird. So, But it, it's just really cute trying to see him uh, get to know somebody else. And, it, and like Corey said, it is nice that this isn't necessarily a coming out story. He's just he's he's gay and that's established, you know, within a couple of pages and then we just move on from there. Um, so that's not. And I definitely think like young teens could read the story. I don't think there's anything questionable in there. Yeah. So <laughs> it's also nice to have manga titles that we can recommend towards younger audiences since I don't know about you guys, but I was probably reading stuff that was too mature when I was in high school anyway. So <laughs> I think we it's, it's going to happen. It's just going to happen. So <laughs> Corey, do you have any thoughts? Oh, she's going to say stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'll just say that my brand felt very targeted by the use of octopi in this manga. I thought that was Dana's thing, not your thing. Yeah, Dana's thing is jellyfish. Oh, okay. Oh. Would you recommend this to other people based solely no. on that? <laughs> octopi alone aren't enough to make Corey recommend a manga. Darn. I would recommend it based on uh, it being an extremely cute gay story. Uh, and also very funny in between those cute gay moments. Yeah, I keep thinking of even more funny moments in there. Like, the teacher probably was a former delinquent at one point, so he helps get his students oh, out of okay. trouble. <laughs> or, 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 like, someone tries to con Nakamura into signing up into the occult culture cl- occult studies club, <laughs> and he's just having none of that. So There's a lot of really good little moments in there here. Partially since the chapters are so short, so it bounces around a lot. But it was a very satisfying one-volume read, at least. And so with that, I think we have wrapped up the episode. If you guys want to suggest titles for us to read in the future, since we are always constantly racking our brains for more titles to read, you can shoot us a suggestion. Yeah, especially the old ones. Like, currently currently being published stuff, we've usually got many suggestions for. Older ones, it's a little harder. So you can shoot any suggestions you have over to our Twitter, um, which is Manga In Your Ears. And we check that pretty regularly, so we'll see anything you guys send over there. 
And otherwise, if you want to hear me ramble on more about manga and light novels, you can read my reviews over at Narrative Investigations or um, at the OASG. And I'm also on a podcast over there because manga's taken over my life. I think manga's taken over your lives as well, especially you, Corey, since you also do reviews. Manga's taken over your life, though. <laughs> uh, you can find me... Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at least, um, at Mangio Rand. I am still alive, uh, so you can follow me there. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Impassionate K, and you can find all of the episodes of this podcast and my other podcasts uh, on, on sports anime at taikupodcast.com. T-A-I-I-K-U. You will not believe how many sports anime there are until you start looking at the Taiku podcast and going, oh yeah, I guess there are a lot. There are a lot. Clueless, <laughs> the live action movie from the 90s. Wow. Yeah, sometimes the definition of sports anime is a little bit. <laughs> we talked about tennis, or they were playing tennis for a couple minutes in the movie. It counts. How, but how is that anime, though? Don't ask questions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we will see you guys in about two weeks then. Bye. Bye.